This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, December 1st, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The FDA will soon receive broad new powers under a bill moving through Congress, but it's worth considering the powers the FDA already has and how the use of those powers threatens to undo all kinds of unique artisanal foods, the kinds of foods that aren't produced in giant factories. Walter Olson, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, evaluates the FDA's current and future powers. We spoke Monday. Yeah, the premise of the food safety bill is that uh, we should all be attaining the uh, bacteria-free levels of the uh, most advanced factories, uh, but not everyone wants to eat food from the most advanced factories. We've got a world of food out there that includes uh, the, you know, old-fashioned cooks, uh, artisans, small farms, uh, which often have a different way, an older way of doing things, not necessarily any more dangerous than cooking the food in our own kitchen, but something that's very hard to fit into uh, what the FDA wants uh, as far as parts per million or parts per billion, uh, regular testing and inspection, five years' worth of paperwork, uh, and all of the rest of the trappings. Specifically with the example of artisanal cheeses uh, that are made in the United States. What, where is the conversation, if there is one, where is that? Well, this is going on under laws that we already have on the books because the FDA already has a lot of powers to crack down on food makers. And in the state of Washington, it has raided a very small family-owned cheese-making business, which uh, happens to be an award-winning uh, favorite of the foodies of the Northwest. And uh, they found that uh, there was a common form of bacteria uh, named Listeria in their facilities. Uh, Listeria is found all over the place in farms and elsewhere, but it is not found in the best factories. And so when the uh, woman who ran the cheese company defied them. And she said, you know, it may be that I uh, will recall some of my cheese, but I don't think that all of it is contaminated was part of her point. Uh, they staged a raid and moved into her property and seized it. Now, the New York Times covered this, and it wasn't that easy to figure out how hazardous the product actually was. She had fans from the food world who were uh, swearing on her behalf. Uh, no one has been made ill in any way that anyone can connect with the cheese, and yet the bacteria is worrisome, and, and uh, that has to be considered. What I found most striking in the New York Times coverage was when they went out and spoke to a couple of experts, one of them from the University of Vermont, from a project that helps artisan cheesemakers, said that, if the FDA rolls out this program of uh, inspecting everyone's facilities for bacteria, uh, this will close down what we know as the artisan cheese-making sector, uh, that it's just so common that this is a different way of making cheese and that uh, they're not going to be found in compliance. And she said, uh, you know, do we want to think before we follow the regulations out to a point where we lose something that we may find very valuable? And if you're looking at it from the purely regulatory perspective, it makes sense that you want to drive risks down to zero. But of course, there are risks that we should be able to uh, accept if we want to. 
Well, that is an interesting question because the FDA, of course, you go to work for the FDA uh, believing idealistically that the uh, lower you can get the count of food bacteria down, uh, the uh, better a job you are doing. But not everyone chooses to approach food in the same way. And uh, when we cook for ourselves, we take risks sometimes. We don't uh, always use the foods that we know have a 0% risk of spoilage uh, because <laughs> other foods taste good too. And uh, the FDA left to its own incentives as a regulatory agency uh, is probably going to uh, minimize what it sees as hazards, even if we have a much less varied, much less interesting world of foods to choose from. And that's part of the problem is that uh, it's hard to measure uh, the value when you're doing regulatory analysis, the quality of uh, the, the effect of regulations. It's hard to take account of the fact that certain products that people really like just won't be there anymore. They will be gone and we'll wonder what happened to them and it will probably be too late at that point. We mentioned cheese. There are a lot of other ones. Uh, small farms, organic farmers are particularly worried about uh, these things, but also imports. Uh, these regulations set up a cost structure. You might have to hire a lawyer for this thing. You certainly will have to keep records for that thing. And if someone is importing small quantities of an interesting foreign food, maybe not a high-risk food, maybe one that has never been linked to poisoning, but you're only importing small quantities, is it worth it to... Uh, bear those regulatory costs. Same thing with food products that appeal to an ethnic clientele in this country. Um, I think those will be driven out of the supermarket to the extent that they're there in the first place because of this cost structure issue. Most of what you've described deals with laws that are on the books. There are pieces of pending legislation that uh, seek to give the FDA broader powers. This year, Congress has been considering a bill that would massively expand FDA regulation and FDA powers. And uh, the debate has gone back and forth between uh, the advocates of small producers and uh, their opponents who include both the consumer groups who've generally opposed any exemptions for small producers and also big business, uh, hand in glove, as so often happens with big government, uh, which wants sweeping regulation so that it can get what it calls a level playing field. So everyone gets regulated just as hard. Now, uh, the Senate is taking up a bill which uh, has been improved at the last minute. Uh, they finally listened a little bit and put in uh, parts of an amendment that would make life a little bit easier for the small producers. Does it go far enough? I doubt it. Uh, it's better that they're making the gesture than if they didn't, but I don't think it's going to prevent, probably, if, if the bill passes, uh, the disappearance of a lot of variety in the years ahead. Walter Olson is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org. 